Welcome to Living Water Radio. Many people are very concerned about mandates that require certain behaviors of them in order to take part in civil society. What are mandates, and what specific things do Christians believe that can be of help in deciding how to respond to them? Today we're going to find out. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ United Church of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Each year in the Christian calendar, we celebrate Maundy Thursday. It happens during Holy Week, the week before Easter. Maundy Thursday marks the Last Supper, the first celebration of Holy Communion on the night in which Jesus was betrayed. It includes the washing of the feet of the disciples by Jesus as a witness to serve one another and the giving of a new commandment by Jesus. Mondi is an Old English word rooted in the Latin word mandatum, which means commandment. Mandatum is also the root word for mandate. Christians are now responding to mandates given by governments, employers, teams, and schools to get vaccinated and to wear masks or to not participate normally in those institutions. I think that we can find a great deal of inspiration for how to respond to mandates in the events of Maundy Thursday. The whole text is John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, and 31b to 35. But Jesus gives the new commandment at the end in verses 34 to 35. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is how a Christian approaches mandates. We ask, what is the best way to express our love for one another, not for ourselves? We start not with an assertion of political freedom, though we are free, but with an assertion of personal service. Martin Luther, the 16th century church reformer, taught that God rules the world through two kingdoms, the kingdom of this world, so that governments are to be measured by what God is calling them to do, and through the kingdom of God at work in the church, so that the church is to be measured by what God is calling it to do. God rules in different ways, but he rules through both. So, the first question a Christian asks when given a mandate by the government or the church is, is my government or the church acting in accord with God's will for the people? That is, how does this fulfill God's vision for a good society? In his work on the freedom of the Christian, also known as A Treatise on Christian Liberty, Luther wrote, A Christian man, or woman, is the most free Lord of all, subject to none. A Christian man, or woman, is the most dutiful servant of all, and subject to everyone. Our behavior is not rooted in the requirements of the law, but in the new creation we have been made to be in Jesus Christ. 
Our behavior is rooted in love for one another that comes from our love for God. When some of the disciples have been caught up in seeking their own personal well-being, Jesus responded in Matthew 20, verses 25 through 28. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you. But whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The mandate we were given on Monday Thursday is that we live in love to serve one another as Jesus came to serve us. This new commandment, or mandate, is to love one another. Years ago, there was a restaurant drive through in San Dimas called Bravo Burgers. There's still one in Pomona, but I still miss it here. Most of their food packaging had Phil 4.13 written on it. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The owner said that he put that verse on his packaging out of gratitude to God. But he said there isn't a day that goes by when someone doesn't come in and ask, Who's Phil? Philippians 4.13 is often seen and quoted as meaning that in anything I want to do or don't want to do, God strengthens me. But that's not what it says. The context of that verse is this, Philippians 4.11-13. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul is writing to the church at Philippi to answer their concern for him by saying that serving Jesus Christ is all that matters. Our personal need or lack of need is irrelevant to our service in Jesus Christ. This is at the very core of what it means to be a Christian. Paul nailed this down in an earlier passage in his letter to the Philippians in chapter 2, verses 2 through 8. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Can love be commanded? Yes, but not for our behavior alone, but because we have been fundamentally transformed by the love of God in Jesus Christ demonstrated on the cross, the love that shapes us in the Holy Spirit, the streams of living water within us, and the love of the church for us and expressed through us. How many coronavirus or variant deaths would be acceptable in our churches? None. Should the church be known as an institution that is indifferent to community health? No. Should we be willing to risk the lives and health of others as long as our own is not at risk? No. Is there any risk in receiving the vaccine? Some think there is. So, 
Is it an expression of the kind of love with which God first loved us to say, I'll let the others be the guinea pigs, or I'll let others get the vaccines until we reach herd immunity and then I'll be fine, or I'm not old or immunocompromised, so I'll take my chances, and if I transmit the virus to those at risk, oh well. What is the best expression to others of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross instead? Maundy Thursday reminds us of Jesus' mandate, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. So the question to ask ourselves, as Christians living in response to God's gift to us of the living relationship with the one true living God when considering mandates is, what is best for others? Wearing your mask, getting a vaccine, whatever we think they accomplish for ourselves, says to others, I care about you. You don't do it for yourself. You do it for others. We live for others because we belong to God. As Paul writes in Romans chapter 14, verses 7 and 8, We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccine, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Contact a friend or a relative. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Get your vaccine. It is the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Avoid crowds if you can and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. 
Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.